0: Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards. My name is Matt Anderson, and we're extremely grateful you're joining us today. We're really excited about what we have to share. We want to encourage you before you start listening uh, to go online to visit onecc.com slash leadership roundtable, where you can download the show notes, where you can follow along with the outline that we're going to be covering today.
1: But how are you doing today? Well, I'm just happy to be back, man. Uh, We missed you guys. We took a little break uh, because of, you know, the pandemic that we're experiencing. Uh, We Mm. had to zoom in on the physical and the digital in our church. So I'm just excited to get back to leadership. It's been fun, though. We've been kind of meeting with some pastors as well on a a weekly call, just processing how we can navigate these waters. And that's Mm -hmm. been a lot of fun. But I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back to share with you some of the things we've learned and some of the things we're continuing to learn as we go through this process That's of right. managing the physical and the digital experiences all at the same time. So today we're talking about this, this concept of one
0: degree, the difference one degree mm-hmm. can make in everything we do and how we continuously improve, how we don't get stuck in a rut, how we combine the physical and the digital and how, how do we make it engaging? Why are you so passionate about that for our church and other churches?
1: Yeah, one of the if you if you go if you ever come into my office, there's uh there's a big framed picture behind my office and it's of one of the greatest soccer players ever. His name is Pele from Brazil. And uh, he's doing a, a bicycle kick. That's pretty pretty unique back in the day it's much more uh, regular today, but back in there was really unique and it just showed that he took soccer just mm. enough to go to another level right. to show how you can score a goal uh, from a different vantage point and perspective one of the reasons that's there is to always remind me that as a church leader and as a communicator one of my jobs is to make sure that we present the gospel in relevant ways in new ways mm-hmm. because of how high the stakes are so my my one of my jobs is to make sure that we continually improve, continually ask the difficult questions to see how we can get better, how we can reach people that have not been reached, and how can we effectively share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a world that is continuously becoming more and more polarized. So this session really excites me about questions you need to ask yourself every single weekend, your whole leadership team, your whole creative team, questions you need to ask to make sure you are continuously improving and getting better
0: and it's really it's really critical and it's important this is something that we've been wrestling with as a church here Mm -hmm. so we're not just giving you some some ideas we've wrestled with these i think we probably had 15 or 20 and then what are the top 10 questions so today we're going to quick hit you with 10 questions you need to ask about everything you're doing the first question is yeah come on (laughs) number one yeah are we helping people? My, 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 this doesn't my. have to be church. It could be organization. could be business. Are we, at the end of the day, yep, that's is it. what we're doing, what we're preparing for, going to help people. Are we just
1: throwing content out there? Yep.
0: Are we actually figuring out how we help people? I think to figure out how we
1: help people is we've got to know where our people are. That's correct. So you got to do a great uh, analysis of where your people are, where the culture is, you've got to exegete the culture, you got to exegete your body, and then you got to take the scriptures and ask, what the, what what does the bible say about where the culture is today mm-hmm. and and is it really helping them? Are we giving them the handles that then they can take to their family? Are we giving them the handles that they can take into their job? Are we giving them the handles in their parenting lives, in their relational lives, in their financial lives? But it, is it really adding value mm-hmm. to the body and to the people all over the country, depending on who you reach. But that is a vital question. And the way you know you are, is that they're gonna use it that day or the next day. So when you're giving content, you must ask, how can somebody use this in their lives today, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, or Tuesday? How can a husband, take this content and use it to lead his family better? How can a business mm-hmm. leader take the content and use it in his family the very next right. day or in his business the very next day so that they can go further in their, in their, um, in their business? But how can they do that? And if, if the answer is after they've listened to you, they can take nothing away, then you need to go back and work a little harder to figure out how can you manage what the Word of God has to say, and where people are in their culture. For example, uh, one of the series we've done recently is uh, The Struggle is Real Mm -hmm. Quarantine Edition. The reason we did that is because we know the struggle is real in the quarantine. We know you have more family fights going on. We know you have more violence in the home going on. We know you have more challenges as people are forced to stay together. Even as we come out of it, we ask in the question, what did you how are you different coming out than you are than you were going in? How are you different? And if there is no difference, that means we're going to need another test somewhere down Mm -hmm. the line to get the character development and the character formation that God's trying to get in us and then through us. Um, That's what we're going to need to be challenged on. So you've got to ask relevant questions like that to see how you can best serve your body. Pastor Matt, what do you got? so good. We can't take people
0: somewhere if we don't know where they're starting. Mm -hmm. So uh, the challenge is, is is a lot of times as leaders, we think we know where everyone needs to go, but we don't know where they're coming from. That's good. And to pause in the moment and figure out where people are and just like you said, lead them and be useful and helpful in everything. The next one is, what are we doing new? What are you Mm. doing new? What are you doing new? I know um, at the beginning of the pandemic, for many of us, just going online was new. Yeah. That's not new anymore. Right. So what are you doing new? What are some things that you've had our staff do to keep us fresh and to keep making sure we're doing new things all the time?
1: Well, uh, this, this is such a vital question because what happens to us as church leaders is we just go through the mundane. We just keep going on. It's just a routine. We've got the routine. Mm-hmm. And while that's healthy, <clears throat> excuse me, in some seasons, you've got to make sure you are also challenging yourself mm-hmm. so that you are teaching something new. You are presenting something in a unique way. You are challenging the body to think differently. So here are a couple of things we've done. Uh, the virtual lobby, trying to figure out. How do we get not just one-way communication, but how do we get two-way communication? How do we get not just to give them content, but to hear how the content is doing? I think that's a huge deal for us. Another one is um, I tell all the communicators in our kids area, in our student area, in our young adult area, and in the the adult church area, I tell them all the time. If you've heard what you're going to teach before, (laughs) if you've heard it and if you know it, then you probably shouldn't teach it. If it's not new to you, then you're not bringing passion to the conversation and to the talk. If it's not if it's not helping you, then you're then there's no there's no drive to make sure people get it because it was revolutionary in your personal life. So I tell all our communicators, if you've heard it before, then you need to say it a little bit differently Mm -hmm. so that you can bring passion to the conversation and to the talk and to the body, whether it's students, whether it's kids or whether it's. Adults, okay. All right, cool. That's what I got, man. What now
0: got? Uh, a question for you. So um, we're doing new things, mm-hmm. but let's say we've run out of new things. Yep. Where do you go to look for new ideas? Like, like where where do you do? Where do you go? How does that look? When you, we're already doing that by listening to this podcast, but right. where else can
1: we go to get fresh ideas? No, that's a great question. So everybody on our volunteer team, we ask everybody and everybody on our staff team that they need to be at listening to external sources to see what they can learn. Because in our culture, we argue you should be the best in the country in your particular area. So the question for us is, what are you learning Hmm. from the men and women, your peers? What are you learning from them that you can then take and add value to our organization? Or what can you add value to the Church of Jesus Christ nationally and globally? How are we learning from our peers externally? So whether that means um, a church smaller than us, a church larger than us. We want to know what are the collective intelligence Mm -hmm. of the people in your industry and how are you adding value and how are they adding value to you. So we want to know what churches you're watching and learning from. We want to know how you're spending time with God personally and what's God revealing to you. We want to know who are the peers that you're listening to, that you're challenging and that they're challenging you. We think all of those are vital for your own personal health and to challenge your thinking as well with regard to the area of expertise that you bring to the table.
0: That's good. That's real good. Number three, Mm -hmm. are you leading tired? Ooh, I love that
1: one. (laughs) Yes, sir. I love that one. Are you leading tired? Because
0: for me, I feel like during this season, um, it it can almost feel like some of us are going harder than we went before. Mm -hmm. Cause when it's digital, It's like you never turn off.
1: Yeah, it follows
0: you everywhere. And it has has the potential to tire us. And I know there's all kind of tired. We could be physically tired, mentally tired, emotionally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. But what's the importance of not leading out of our tiredness?
1: Yeah, no, that's good. So the so the ideal scenario is when you and I are leading out of our overflow. That is we have been saturated with or time with god we've been saturated in the word and so now we're coming out and we're leading out of that but that's that that doesn't happen every time and so in this season especially Mm -hmm. for church as we try to balance the physical and the digital the question then becomes How do we make sure we're not leading tired? Because when you're leading tired, that's when you make mistakes. That's when you lower your guard. That's when you're not fighting the good fight. That's when you're coasting. And that's when you're not fighting anymore. You're just taking a walk. And that's when dangerous things happen in the body Hmm. of Christ. So one of the things you have to come up with, I think, is a regular rhythm of rest. You've got to make sure every person on the staff gets a time Mm -hmm. when they don't have to be at church, gets a whole weekend when they don't have to be here so that it's Mm -hmm. a part of their replenishment so that they can can come back fully charged. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons why I try not to teach often. I mean, every single week, because what we do in teaching is when I get a break, I then get to listen to other communicators communicate in our church, which then gives me a two- or three-week time to come up with the next sermon in the series we're doing. But then it also uh, nourishes my soul to hear somebody else speak. And most importantly— When I'm hearing them speak and they're doing their one sermon in this for, you know, six weeks and they're knocking it out of the park, it then makes me say I've got to come back better. So it's an internal challenge that we've got to then come back fresh, come back ready to serve our body and ready to give our all for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's just a healthy rhythm to take good breaks so that when you come back, you are refreshed and ready to go again
0: that's good that's good number four
1: is this our best Mm. and when i
0: think about is this our best i think about anything we should do everything we do we should do to the glory of god so we have to ask ourselves i've been inspired by the last dance i Mm -hmm. have to admit Mm -hmm. Um, i've been inspired (laughs) to excellence and i have to ask myself personally on this fast break that i have every opportunity i have to serve and lead i'm on a fast break am i going to come up with a layup or am i going to slam dunk Mm. And every opportunity, I have to ask myself, was that just a layup? Did I just give a half effort? Mm. Or did I give a full effort every time and bring my best? And I really, I really, really, really have to challenge myself to always bring my best and always know and treat it like this could be my last moment. That's right. Or this could be the last moment for the person listening, watching, That's tuning it. in. That's um, it.
1: Either way, how do I bring my best every time? Well, I'll tell you what, that is the question every leader has to ask now because you have different personalities Mm -hmm. because some people are driven by results some people are driven by recognition some people are driven by relationship and some people are driven by being right people are inspired or motivated by different things but one of the things we have to remind and it should be a part of your culture is that we've got a warrior spirit. If we're going to do mm-hmm. it, we're going to do it to the best of our ability for the glory of God. So let's make it happen. And if you're not careful, you can create a culture where average becomes normal, Uh-oh. where where we just do things to get it done, but we're not giving our all. One of the things I try to remind our body is that our, our responsibility is to remember who's behind that camera and that there's somebody behind that camera that perhaps is thinking about committing suicide. There's somebody behind that camera that is perhaps this is their last straw. They're in a depressive state and you don't know what they're going to do next. And while I don't need to own their issue, I need to speak life into that situation. So our assignment is to make sure we are not just going through the motions, but every opportunity we get, we 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 are viewing it as if it's life and death balance. And how can we genuinely, wholeheartedly give our best for the glory of God. I think that leaders must challenge each other and call each other out on that on that concept because the church oftentimes is not good at conflict and because we're not we'll see average and we'll just leave it alone and we'll just say hey at least they're here at least I want to be here and you leave Average alone when God is calling us to strive to the best of our ability for the glory mm-hmm. of God in all we do You're not doing it for your pastor. You're not doing it for the, your boss You're doing it for the glory of God So if God was here, let's work to the best of our ability. If you need a break then let's talk about needing a break. Let's get a break But we're doing it for the glory of God I think that's a huge one and I think we need to spur each other on right. as leaders so that we can get better and we're doing our best in every opportunity we get.
0: And look at that. We can't do our best if we're leading tired. That's exactly right. Sure can. So we've got to come out of the overflow if we're going to bring our best. Number five is, this is a good one right here. Uh, are we reaching or which new audiences are we reaching?
1: Ooh, that's good. Is there anybody new that you're reaching? Are you reaching? Uh, is, your, is the people you naturally reach maybe a particular age? Uh, then, what, then the question is, what are you doing to reach people that you have not been reaching? Uh, or you can say it evangelistically, <laughs> who is it that's not listening to you because mm. you're not where they're hanging out, which therefore means you need to find out where what can you do to reach people that have never been reached? That that whole statement is in my office as well. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? To reach people that have never been reached it's the reason why over this over this uh, uh season we've started this thing called friday night life where we're trying to reach people that we've never reached before all over our country mm-hmm. it's not on a sunday it's on a friday night everybody's at home and we just said hey man let's go after young adults let's mm-hmm. go after 35 plus let's go after couples let's go right. after singles let's go after kids let's go after students and all we're trying to do is reach people that have never been reached before and so we send a message out hey guys invite your friends we're doing a party it's here it's friday night uh nobody has anything to do but watch netflix so why don't you do something <laughs> dance and have some fun why are we doing that because we're trying to reach people that normally would not come into our church yeah. and we're trying to reach people that have never been reached
0: and if we don't do that we could be unintentionally closing out those audiences. That's right. If we get in our normal rut, all of a sudden we've blocked out audiences that need what, what you have.
1: Absolutely. You have
0: a message of hope. You have a message of transformation. Yeah. And if we don't get outside of our normal audience, there's people missing what you have. Absolutely. What we have. It's and survival. we've got to fight to figure out new audiences and new ways and get outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. Um, because inside of our comfort zone, nothing great's going to happen. So fighting for that number six.
1: Well, hold on. Let's repeat the first five first, and then let's see yeah. if, um, how you guys are doing in these five. Go yes. ahead. What do you are got? we
0: helping people? Number one. Yeah. That's the first one. Number two, what are we doing new? Number three, are we leading tired? Number mm. four, is this our best? And number
1: five. Which
0: new audiences are we reaching?
1: That's good. So just kind of rank where you are as a leader, then rank where your church is. And then what I would encourage you to do is have some discussions around this right. with your leadership teams, Woo. whether it's just two volunteers you have and we're trying to make it happen. Then you have some have those questions that you're asking and then bring it to your to your a little broader team and have the same discussion and then say, OK, how can we go up one notch in each of these areas? Okay? Every
0: week, do this make this a practice of always getting better. That's awesome. 5 more, number 6. Are we being
1: myopic or holistic with my, the gospel? My, what my, in my, the world my, does my. that mean? This that's is all kind what, of new
0: vocabulary for me. That's one of my
1: favorite ones right there. Uh, uh, one of the tendencies <laughs> coming out of coming out of COVID with the digital and the and the physical is the question of are we producing immature or mature believers? All right. Are we discipling people to bring all of, all of Christ, all of themselves under the lordship of Jesus Christ? Okay, what that means then is, uh, are you just producing content for people to see? And you better realize that what pe- most people are doing is they're just going from church service to church service to church service to church service, which means they're just they're just listening to who do I like today? Who, let me see who I like today. Let me see what they have for me today. Please note how how many times the word me or I mm. is in that little phrase. What what that means is you're producing. If you're not careful, you're going to add to producing immature believers that are only in it for themselves. So you have to come up with a concept. A strategy of how you're going to make sure people who want to dive deeper you're giving them the opportunities to dive deeper so is your gospel comprehensive mm. does it include the weekend services does it include community groups living in community spurring each other on to good works and good deeds the one another's in the passage and does it include compassion Is it just always listen to me or are you releasing an army to go make a difference in this world? The challenge is real. The challenge is alive and well. Your assignment has to be... How in the world do I make sure that my gospel is comprehensive? How do I make sure my weekend services are going well? Mm -hmm. How do I make sure I'm mobilizing volunteers and leaders? How do I make sure my groups are going well? How do I make sure I am driving them? to spiritual maturity That's and i good. have a discipleship That's pathway good. how do i make sure that i have the compassion side and i'm having people reach their neighbors and i'm having people be the pastor of their community how am i making sure i'm collaborating with other nonprofits or ngos to make sure that they we together are reaching the the least of these the lonely, the people who are the disenfranchised in our community. You've got to make sure you have a strategy for all three so that your gospel is not is not tunnel vision and small, but it's comprehensive like it was for Jesus. What are you thinking, man? So I'm
0: thinking, so you're saying <laughs> what we do is not limited to an hour on Sunday. That's correct. We've talked before about the 167. Yep. So how are, how are you, how are we empowering people in those hours? other 167 hours they have throughout the week Mm -hmm. is what we're doing just good for an hour on sunday or is it making an impact
1: every single hour of the week that's right and that's what it means to be holy and how do you equip the saints of your church yep to to leverage that 167 with their kids in discipleship with their students in discipleship and with each other as a couple in discipleship and in oneness as well how do we equip the saints to do the work of the ministry in their homes first and then in their communities and your your gospel cannot only be when you come to us on a weekend. That's good stuff That's man. That's good. What do you number
0: got? number 7. Woo! You need to help me on this one.
1: All right, here we go. Who have you
0: brought new to the team? Now, mm-hmm. right now I'm thinking nobody's here. How am I bringing new people to the team in a season like this? How am I bringing new people
1: to a team in a digital world? What? How good. do I do that? What? That's good. That's really good. The, qu- the challenge is, if you're not careful as we go through this season of physical and digital, you must be asking yourself, is my leadership team growing? Mm. Am I developing relationships with people through Zoom calls, through the mm. telephone, through emails, through text messages? Are you meeting new people that wants to or is interested in your church or that have come and visited online are you meeting new people and are you developing new relationships because as you reach new people digitally you've got to make sure you have a place to attach them so you attract them through this new medium Mm -hmm. but now you got to attach them to something so they're a part of your church because if you don't then they'll just go be be attracted to a hundred different churches and then all they'll care about is what's in it for me You're trying to make sure you are not only um, getting people to to view your services, but now you got to put them in the funnel to make sure they're being attached to a community Mm -hmm. group, to a ministry group, to a discipleship process so that they can move from infancy to maturity. This is vital. It really, really is. And so what we want to ask our leaders is, Prove to us that between Sundays, you are developing relationships with people who have uh, been, who have had an interest in our church and that are new to our church. You must ask, hey, man, who is on your team now that was not on your team? Mm-hmm. And perhaps that you've never even met in person. You might have seen them on a Zoom call. You might have seen them on a, on a right. um, you might have talked to them on a phone call, mm-hmm. but you've never met them in person because of the season that we're currently in. So you must ask the question, who is it? on your team that's new, that was not there before we went into this season.
0: That's so good. Now, in, a, in any crisis, whether it's one that we've been in right now or mm-hmm. any crisis, a lot of times when we find ourselves in the middle of a crisis, the most natural thing to do is say, I wanna go, I, I need to as quickly as I can get, get back to how it used to be. Hmm. I want my team to mm-hmm. get back to how it used to be. Can you share, what, what's the danger of, of getting back to how it
1: used to be? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, well, first of all, The people that you're interacting with are not how they used to be. (laughs) The people in your church are not how they used to be. And so one of the things you need to be aware of, it's a whole new day. People have people's values have been adjusted. So you need to be extraordinarily concerned about whether or not you think everything is going back to normal because I don't think it is. So now one of the things you need to be mindful of, aware of, is that people's values have changed. Safety now is more important than anything else for our culture. Convenience now is more important than most things in our culture. Wellness is now mm. more important than anything in our culture. And so you must make sure you are evaluating where your people are to make sure that you are you are interacting with them in a way that's commensurate to the changes that has happened inside of them. So be very careful that you think everybody's going to be the same. They can't wait to come back and we're just going to go back to what it used to be. I promise you something has shifted and great leaders know how to define reality and know Mm. what that change is so that then you can lead toward it. That's As good. my boy Wayne Gretzky said, you 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 you're not you, the reason he's great is cuz he didn't go to where the puck was. He went to where the puck would be. So your assignment like the great hockey player is to discern where are your people going to be? and then meet them there so you can lead them forward. And this is because you're an avid hockey fan that oh, you know this. I've never been to a hockey game ever in my life, ever. <laughs> but Wayne Gretzky's the best. <laughs> yes, Me is. neither. Just for <laughs> the record, I don't know anything about hockey. Either. But I do like when they smash each other in the glass. Oh. I've seen that one. I've seen that. That just looks like a great leadership challenge right there. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to get you. Let go let's go. Let's That's go. That's it. It might be the man thing inside of me. I don't know. Okay, what. how about number eight? The wheels are falling <laughs> off. Let's, let's put it back together.
0: Number eight. <laughs> How enduring is your content?
1: Ooh, that's good. That's good. How enduring? My, 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 my. The challenge there, uh, Pastor Matt, is the content that you're creating, is it just good for this moment? Mm. Or if somebody listens to it five years from now, is it going to be just as relevant then to whatever the crisis is Mm -hmm. as it is today? Mm -hmm. One of the things you need to know about online is, People are, gonna, people are gonna discover you uh, five years from now. And when they discover you five years from now, they're gonna go back and listen to everything, like wow. Netflix, of everything you've ever done. That's and good. the question is, the message that you're teaching today, is it just for the people in your room, or is it for the people all across the country and the world? Number two, not only that, is it relevant today only Or is it a timeless truth that they can apply five years, 10 years from now when they listen to your content? That's the question we're really trying to ask. And I think that we must make sure that the content is not just dealing with stuff in your life, but that you're dealing with stuff that people across the world faces because our audience is now the entire world.
0: That's good. Is it timeless? Yeah. Is it going to make a difference? Yeah. Number nine, we got two more. Number nine, this is getting very specific. Mm-hmm. Is our objective for the weekend or for the event or whatever we're doing clear? Ooh. Is there clarity uh, around what's going on? Now, we struggle. We, we wrestle with this on our team, having ultimate clarity, yeah. and we fight for clarity. Yeah.
1: No, that's a big one, y'all, because sometimes I watch a church service and I just ask, <laughs> What's the, what's the goal here? What are we trying to get done? What's the bullseye that we're aiming for? As a leader, your job is how am I motivating, inspiring, uh-huh. and moving our body toward action? Mm. What is it that we're asking them to do? Are we, are we asking them to just be? And sometimes that is the ask. Yeah. Are you asking them to do something? Sometimes that is the ask. Mm. Are you asking them to sacrifice something? Sometimes that is the ask. But whatever the ask of that weekend service is, it ought to be clear in your worship leader's mind, in your communicator's mind, in your host's mind, in the mind of all your ushers, the mind of all your greeters. It has to be clear because clarity helps people to know what you're talking about. Because oftentimes we do something and they can take away a hundred things and not just the things that are vitally important to moving the mission mm. forward. So so man and woman, I'm 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 pleading with you, will you please lead courageously mm. with clarity every week in service? Where are we moving them? What are we asking them to do today? How do we drive the mission forward? That's because, a big one, man. Because
0: if you're not clear, they can't be clear. That's exactly and right. And I don't know how many times you've heard it or or you've been a part of it where you've you've heard somebody say, Yeah church or that event was great what was it about it was just fun it was just good (laughs) i don't know where they were leading me but it was good and by the next day i've I've totally forgot and and number 10 piggybacks on that one does the content does the event evoke a response
1: is there a call to action what is the next step yep what's the response what 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 are your people doing having spent an hour with you an hour Mm -hmm. and a half with you what are they crying Are they, are they, are they, do they want to do something based on what you said? Mm -hmm. Uh, Are they reflective based on what you said? Are they lamenting based on what you said? Are they, are they going to love their spouse more Mm -hmm. based on what you said? Are they going to fight for their kids more? Are they fighting for their family? What's the response? That you're asking them to do. Are single adults ready to to, to stand up and march and take action? Mm-hmm. Are they ready to give it all for the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is the reaction mm-hmm. that your message has evoked? You remember when Jesus, Jesus met people all the time. And, and this guy came <laughs> up to him and said, Hey man, I want to I, I wanna come follow you. And he said, No, no, no. Go 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 sell everything else right. and come back, and then you can be my disciple. <clears throat> to, which the, to which the guy said, No that's too much. I'm good. So at least it, 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 but it demanded <laughs> a, response. a response. Remember the woman at the well? Uh, she came to Jesus and he told her all about herself, but it demanded a response. She went back and her entire her entire village got saved because she once was lost but now she was found. That's right. So what does your message evoke? What kind of response Does it evoke? And communicators, please, you must ask this question every week. If it's if it's if it's just okay, heard a good talk. All right. Then I believe you're 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 cutting your people short Mm -hmm. because you're not you're not asking them. You're not demanding. You're not inviting them to give a response to what the truth of the words of Jesus Christ says. How do you
0: practically do that in a message?
1: So that you're not just scattered all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I've
0: seen you do it. Uh-huh.
1: So what, some of the things I do is I must answer the question before I start speaking. What, what's the one thought? What, what's the idea I don't want them ever to forget? So whether it's, whether it's one we did the other day, it's in you before it's in them. Mm-hmm. That means uh, we're doing a parenting talk, and it was if it's not in you, it can't be in them. So then how do you make sure it's in you? And then one of the things we use. Uh, when we did that talk was a was a arrow and we said there are three parts of an arrow the last part is called the fletching which has four feathers in it and then we talked about each feather for each of the four purposes of the family and the idea was we wanted them to know how are you doing in each of these four areas so we gave them an image then we gave them a model of the four areas that they could download that they could take and put it on the refrigerator mm-hmm. so they know the four areas that god's calling us if you're going to have a purposeful uh, family then here are the four areas you must succeed in. so one we give them an image Two, we gave them a model that they can put on their refrigerator, in their bathroom, on their mirror, so that they will always remember, mm-hmm. Here's what, here are the four areas, the four bullseyes you're trying to hit. And then we said the difference between an arrow that has the, the fletching and one that doesn't is the one without it mm-hmm. just kind of floats and, 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 and uh, uh, fumbles through the air. Yeah. The one that has the fletching goes directly to its target and our job. Psalm 127 is to make sure you raise kids who are arrows headed to their purpose that God has called them to. So you've got to. If evo- what am I going to do with this mm-hmm. now that I've heard it? You've given them the resources. You've given them a vivid image that they cannot forget. Now it's their time to use those four quadrants to now daily develop the training aspect of developing their kids to be the kids that God's called them to be. And that's just the message. That's it. Now in every aspect of
0: your event, your worship service, whatever it might be, you could have that great message, but if everything else doesn't follow and align with that, mm-hmm. it could totally spoil it. So if you're if you're teaching on baptism or yeah. you're teaching on salvation or whatever that moment is, you better have a class ready. Yep. You better have things ready so that people can take the steps the next step, that yeah. you're asking them to take, that, yeah. that God's asking them to take. So the word the songs, the music, the announcements. Everything should flow and weave together good. to be a part of helping people make the response that God's leading them to make. That's so, awesome, man. Look, at, look at this that. review. Come on. Number six through ten. Um, are we being myopic or holistic with my, the gospel? My, my. Who have we brought new to the team? How enduring is the content? Is our objective for the weekend or event clear? And does the content evoke a response.
1: That's good. All of these will be on the show notes. They show can pick notes. It up there. Uh, it's just stuff that we ask our team. We're going to ask it later today as we process our, our, our weekend services. And so we want you to do the very same right. thing. And we want you to just get a little bit better every week every time. as we try to ask questions that will focus us so that it will hit the target that we intended to hit. That's Come right. On. I miss y'all. Great to see you guys today. Thanks uh, Thanks for hanging out.
0: Go on there, share this. If this has been helpful and you want to share it with your team, you want to share it with others, we encourage you wherever you're at to go out there, leave a review, share Mm -hmm. it wherever platform you're watching. Also, remember our show notes are at uh, visit1cc.com Leadership Roundtable, and we just want to say thank you. We cannot wait to see you again, and we're praying for you.
1: Awesome, man. God bless. Blessings, everybody.